Hello, and welcome to the 5-0 Podcast. The 5-0 Podcast is a limited-run podcast where I will be sharing 50 life stories over the next 50 weeks on my journey to 50. Fear. Fear is defined as an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain, or a threat. I have talked about, like in another, in the PTSD episode I did of the podcast, I've talked about my fear of dogs. And outside of like fear of animals like that, like I have a fear of snakes too, but you know, who doesn't have a fear of snakes? If you don't have a fear of snakes, I don't know if I can trust you. But, you know, I'm not scared of spiders or bugs or anything like that. But a fear like that my life is going to end or that this is could end very badly. I think I've only had maybe one incident like that in my life. And I was in high school, Barbara Jordan High School for Careers. Shout out to all the Jaguars in the class of the great 1988. (laughs) I was at uh, Barbara Jordan and I remember me and a friend of mine, we had gone, um, we were in this, um, I don't know if it was DECA like the Distributive Education Clubs of America. It was some school thing. Oh, no, I know what it was. It was, um, it was DECA, but it was also other clubs. It was like kids back in the day, like we would, um, go like do co-op where you would, uh, go to school half the day and then you would work. So you had a job. So this had to be 11th or 12th grade. So it was a banquet where we went with our bosses, you know, like whoever your boss, your manager was at the time, they were kind of honoring them and thanking them for allowing you as a student, you know, to work at their place of business or whatever. And me and my friend, we were coming from that and I had gone to her house and uh, rode with her. You know, we were all driving, all my friends back then, we were driving and had cars before we graduated high school. So I went to her house and, and rode to the event with her and so we were coming back and um it was dark outside I don't know how late it was because I don't even know if it was a school night or anything like that I can't remember but it was dark outside so it had to be you know anywhere from the seven to nine o'clock hour and um I lived like on the north side of Houston I lived in Humble at the time. And my friend lived in uh, Fifth Ward at the time. So we're headed back to her house to get my car and she pulls off of I-10 onto Lowndes Lowndes Avenue. And um, we go, I mean, because she lived off, you know, that way. And, um, but instead of like going to her house, we stopped at the gas station. Yeah. And I, to be honest, I cannot remember having any type of feelings of fear or 
nervousness like when she did this like okay yeah go ahead and get you some gas so you don't have to get it in the morning or whatever that's cool and everything so you know she gets out and this like i said this is her neighborhood you know and the school that we went to is not too far from here so i'm used to that neighborhood you know that area but i didn't live in that area at the time so she gets out of the car and she I don't know if they had pumps where you put the, the cards in. I'm pretty sure this was before all of that. I think she may have walked in to give the guy cash or whatever. And she comes back and she's pumping, you know, the gas. But I should step back and mention that she left her door open. She left the door to the driver's side, like, wide open. And she's out pumping the gas. And... Just like an apparition or something, this guy materializes at the driver door with a gun pointed at me. And he's asking, you know, her purse is sitting in the seat. I don't know if he told me not to say anything or be quiet or don't say anything or something like that. Because at that point, I'm already dead. Like, He's basically killed me. You know, I don't even remember. The last thing I can remember with regards to him, I can't even really recall what he looked like other than I know he, he was a black guy and he was like kind of grimy looking. So I'm thinking he probably was a drug addict, you know, or something. Hell, the gun could have been fake. I don't know, you know, or it could have not had any bullets in it. But he grabbed her purse out of the uh, driver's seat and then he took off and like I said she was right there pumping gas so she saw him and her first inclination she was pissed and she wanted to go after him and I'm just like no 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 sweetie that that's just please no just take me to my car so I talked her down and we, you know, she's pissed because it was a designer purse and these crackheads and this and that. And she goes around the corner to her house and her mom and dad and sister are there and her dad's pissed too. And he's going to, you know, do this and that. And whew, I just got in my car and, you know, prayed that nothing happened to any of them, but I was not built for that life. I had to Look it on back to the suburbs of Humble, Texas. <laughs> so I left, but I was so shaky the whole time, like driving home, because I had never been in a situation like that. I mean, this, like, he was basically in the car with a gun pointed at me because I'm in the car, you know? And as a result of that, when, I never stop to get gas at night, first of all. And when I do stop to get gas, the first thing I do, I like, if my purse is in the car, I put it on the floor. Like, you know, uh, if, I'm the, if I'm by myself, I put it on the floor, you know, and cover it up with something. And as soon as I step out of the car, because my gas tank in the car I'm driving is on the opposite side, but I think it's always been on the opposite side with most of the cars I've had. But I get out and I immediately lock the door. That's the first thing I do. I lock the door so that nobody can like get in the car or, you know, take my purse out of the car. And I'm just always like, you know, looking around. And when I'm pumping gas, I normally use, you know, that little thing where the gas pumps by itself. And um, my back is resting against my vehicle. So I'm looking left. I'm looking right. I still do that 
all these years later uh, because of what happened. Um, it didn't keep me out of that neighborhood <laughs> or from that area, but um, I just I, I just learned to be a little bit more cautious when, um, you know, getting gas or when I'm in certain areas or neighborhoods, you know, about not being there too late or after dark or being by myself. Um, you know, but especially like on streets where people have access to you, you know, I did do a lot of reckless type things when I was in my twenties, um, driving across town because I've always lived on the North side and I would meet friends, you know, on the South side of Houston and I would be by myself, you know, I would be driving through some areas of town. They were a little sketch. But I was always on a freeway, you know, like I was on 45, I was on the Beltway or wherever, so that I'm like going, you know, 55 to 70 miles, whatever the speed limit was. I never like took back streets or, you know, uh, went through neighborhoods that I wasn't familiar with. Everything was always well lit, a lot of traffic, you know. But yeah, I actually had a gun pulled on me before. And that was the one and only time knock on wood, that that will continue to be the case, the, the case uh, uh, for the rest of my life. But the fear, it was there. Like I said, I, I basically just, I know what people mean when they say that they, quote, blacked out. Like I didn't physically like just close my eyes and, you know, go away. But just staring at him, I just... I was gone. I was already gone. I had already saw myself just, I was kind of like outside of my body, you know, watching that whole experience happen. Um, so yeah, that I, I, and it's one of those things where, you know, when you think back on situations like that, because you made it out of it, you kind of forget about it because nobody got hurt. Um, was so many years ago, but that was, that was a pretty serious situation. That was a pretty serious situation. And, you know, I am thankful that it ended the way that it did, you know, uh, because especially if he was a drug addict, you know, they're very volatile. He could have very well, you know, cause I had a purse, but he probably would have had to come get it because I couldn't move. I was paralyzed. I wasn't in my body. But he didn't ask for another purse. He didn't like dump her purse out and look to see if she even had money. You know, it could have gone a lot worse had he been looking for more. He just took the purse and he ran. But um, yeah, that is the one and only time like I legit feared for my life. But, um, you know, it just makes you appreciate the next day even more so. Because you, like I said in another podcast, you can't determine the outcome of how any of this is going to go. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at 50podcast, where I'll be sharing additional information and bonus content. That's 50podcast, F-I-V-E-O-H podcast. You can also log on to my website at tracymomi.com to send me a message and let me know what you think. Until next time.